Hello. This is Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. And we are your ghostesses. I'm Corinne. And I am Sabrina. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Lord help you. It just comes out of me. <laughs> I feel like you've been partying a lot this week. I had a lot of birthdays. I actually, uh, on Saturday, I went to a friend's birthday and... We were on a boat in the marina, and I was inside the boat talking to some people, and then all of a sudden, I hear, Sabrina, get out here! And I go out to the back of the boat. I don't know the proper term. Well, I was called out to the back of the boat, and I was like, what? What's going on? And everyone was talking about ghost stories. So, oh, that is not where I thought the story was going. What do you think? Man I thought overboard? there was going to be some like massive creature in the ocean that you had to go look at. <gasps> that would have been cool, too. But, no, I did get some good ghost stories. Do you have any that you can share? Someone was astral traveling and – or saw that they could astral travel. They were falling asleep and then looked outside of their body and, like, could look down on them. Ooh. And then kind of was like, well, this is weird and, like, I don't know what the point of this is and tried to get back into her body and it was very difficult. And then someone else – sorry, I'm not saying names because well, I don't yeah. want to give away any identities – because they're all famous people that I, I hang out with. Yeah, right. <laughs> but the other person had a dream, like a vivid dream of another person as if like it was like a connected soul. And then a few years later, she had a younger sister born and she just knew it was that person that she dream- dreamt of. <gasps> oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I have so many questions. I wonder if they have matching birthmarks. Yeah. Into, so in her dream, was it how old was the person? That she felt connected to. I'm not sure. I'll have to, I'll text her and I'll have her send a full detailed story and I can read it on the podcast. Yeah, because I want to know if they had like, what their conversation was like, if it was very clear that this other soul was going to come into her life soon. All these questions. You were in my dream last night. I was? What did I do? It was a stress dream. Oh. Um, I was at my grandparents' house still and you arrived there. And you came up into the spare bedroom that I was staying at. And you were like, we were supposed to record this morning. And I was like, I didn't do any of my research. <laughs> you were more just reprimanding me. And then I was like, shoot, I was on vacation for too long. <laughs> I love that it sounds like I either one, I flew across the country. <laughs> I took the time to fly across the country to tell you. You missed our appointment. <laughs> Or the other option is that I was like astral projecting to you and like a ghost version of me. Ooh, you could reprimanding have. you. Yeah, I was just very stressed. And also I was so stressed last night about forgetting that today is my brother's birthday. <laughs> that in my dream, that was like a big part of it. Everyone was like, Don't forget, don't forget. So the first thing I did when I woke up was like, say happy birthday. <laughs> I don't know. And today is also Nelson Mandela Day. I know. I and saw we that and I Mandela effect. I know. Episode. I was like, what crazy timing. It's all planned. Do do do. It's the Matrix. I do want to just say one thing before we get too far into it. We are a bit behind on emails, but we do respond personally to every single one. So we will get there. Yes. Just, we're so sorry. Your patience is appreciated. Yes. We'll get there soon. And this is something that we, we, we do a lot of work for this podcast. And we, in the beginning, said we want to be really involved with our listeners. And so we really do care about you guys. And we... That's why we answer every single one of your emails. But yeah, it just we don't want to just send like a blanket thank you to everyone. We want to actually 
yeah. comb through it and make comments and ha- build a relationship with you guys. So I was looking for an email for tonight today's episode, and I searched our topic, skinwalkers, <laughs> and I found an email from Nia, and she said, wait, I need to read it because there are some rumors going around about our podcast. What are the rumors? I'll tell you. I don't know where this came from. Are but they mean? No, no, no. Okay. She says, I have stories of Skinwalker and friends, a friend's story of a road that you guys talked about in episode 41. Also, do we pay you to read our stories? I hear rumors, LOL. What? No, but you can. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to move your story up in the queue anymore. No. But, but maybe maybe the confusion is with one of our Patreon tiers because one of the tiers that you can donate to, it just moves your email up in the queue so could be considered i that. guess that is bribery it's slight <laughs> bar- bribery but we just thought it would be a good perk because everyone sends stories and wants yeah. their stories to be heard and we want to get to everyone's but in terms of how we choose them it's just whatever we're in the mood for or if it goes yeah. to the topic slash we also tried to include ones that were sent a long time ago exactly we tried to do a mix we try, yeah. We want to make this podcast as enjoyable for you as possible. Okay, shall we do it? <laughs> I want to know where the rumor started. I know who started who it? it. What if I started it? I did that in high school once. My high school, everything, everyone knew everything about everyone, and so one day I was like, it would be fun to know how quickly rumors spread. <gasps> it's the it's- office. The office did a whole episode about this. Did they? Yeah. Well, clearly I don't. I haven't. I've watched like a few episodes of The Office, but not the whole thing. But yeah, I spread a rumor. I can't remember what it was, but I spread a rumor about myself and it got (laughs) back to me within like two and a half hours. Oh my gosh. What was, I wish I knew what the rumor was. It was, I don't remember. It was something stupid. Mm. It was something like I stole someone's earrings. Like it was something negative about me so that people would like get gossipy. And, then when and it, it finally, got back to you? Yeah, it got back to me. Loyal friends, man. It's <laughs> all you need in your life are loyal friends who will tell you the rumors about you. Yeah. And if you ever want to try to start a rumor to see how fast it spreads, start it about yourself, not someone else. Yeah, that's a good idea. Don't be Michael Scott. Now I need to watch this episode. It's really good. Okay, well, should we go into okay. our topic? Yes. So we are doing skinwalkers. Yes. And this was a Patreon pick by Tater. And also, you're not supposed to say the word skinwalkers a ton, so. But we're going to say it a lot. I'm going to try to say it, them, the creature, the thing. I unfortunately picked a subtopic called the skinwalker ranch. So Great. <laughs> uh, it's a little hard to avoid the word since it's in the title. Okay. Hopefully they'll come after you and not me. Uh, I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't need that. To. I'm already scared. Like, I feel like they, they show up a lot in front of cars or they cause car accidents. And I don't need that in my life because I'm already terrified of driving. Yes. Um, because you already think that everyone else is a bad driver and you're the witness to it all. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. Should we talk about what skinwalkers are? Yes, we should. Okay. So the legend of the skinwalkers originates from the Navajos, which is a southwestern Native American tribe. The Navajo term is yi naldlushi, which means with it, he goes on all fours. I feel like you knew more about skinwalkers before this than I did. I knew a bit just because I looked them up because I was terrified of them. And I'm also – so the – that show, I know I've referenced it before. I think it was on Discovery Channel or Animal Planet. 
um, but it was called The Lost Tapes. And I thought it was real. <laughs> my whole family thought it was oh my real. Gosh. We wanted it to be real. But they did a lot of like cryptozoology. Each episode was about like the Thunderbird or mm. a skinwalker. So they did an episode on skinwalkers. So I think that's where I was first exposed oh. to this creature. It's actually really interesting because I feel like not a ton of people know much about the legend because Navajo people do not want to talk about it because they believe talking about it kind of gives it more power. Yes. And you're actually not even supposed to really think about them because <laughs> thinking about them Great. or talking about them summons the skinwalker to you. Great. <laughs> We're basically holding a seance or playing with a Ouija board right now, but the skinwalker edition. Skinwalker. No, why am I? I got to stop saying the word. Anyway, a skinwalker. Damn it. <laughs> There's no other way to say it. Skinwalker is born from witchcraft. The practice is taboo in Navajo culture. So performing like dark magic or being close to death is not mm -hmm. something that they are really big fans of, right. as many people aren't. But there are a few beliefs about who gets to become a skinwalker. And one is that a skinwalker can be created through a sort of ceremony involving chants and spells, etc. And another is that a witch or a medicine man will be able to turn into a skinwalker once they reach the highest level of priesthood amongst their tribe. And then they turn to like the dark powers rather than the good. And yeah, most of them will use it for evil. That's the thing. It's like if you right. are given the option to be able to sort of shape shift, which is what skinwalkers essentially are, a lot of people use that. I guess if they have the ability to do that, they use it for evil. And actually, there was another way I, I read about how you can turn into a skinwalker and it's like, horrible and it includes killing a family member or loved one in order to become a skinwalker i did see that i just didn't include it because i was like that's stupid yeah that's mean you sound like, like we'd know about oh it oh my god uh you know wouldn't you hear about that corinne you sound like so distorted right now really okay you're wow you're back to normal now they're coming for you sabrina through my headphones great <laughs> they've shape-shifted into sound waves i was gonna say i wasn't sure what to think about if you killed a family member if that was an actual way to become a skinwalker because number one i feel like there has to be so much more with just the killing right. because plenty of people commit familicide every day which is awful and horrible but they're not skinwalkers right. and then the other thing is that and i i just basically caught myself because i was going to say that we would hear about it. You know, you'd hear about if someone was murdered. But a lot of times, as we know from a lot of the movies that have been made and the groups that are um, created to raise awareness for this, a lot of uh, reservations and Native American designated areas have a high crime rate and very little is done to actually solve the murders. And right. th that's why we don't hear about this stuff. So right. Which is I guess I disproved my own... <laughs> I think, I mean, okay, so I think it would be part of the process. I don't know if it's necessarily requir required, and I don't recommend anyone to try it. Please don't, because you would be a murderer and you should go to jail. Um, mm -hmm. But I think it's part of the process, or it's like believed to be part of the pro process. And I think, or, well, I read that also there are a few different legends behind how Navajos achieve the ability to become skinwalkers. And the first is that they mastered it in order to escape persecution and in and to relocate more easily. Just for survival. So like, I mean, we know that so many Native Americans were pushed off of their own land when, you know. Mm -hmm. And then another belief 
is in the Ansazi curse. And it's believed the Ansazi were responsible for creating witchcraft in the Navajo tribes. And that when Navajos went to the Ansazi grave sites, they were able to gain power to be skinwalkers because that grave site was off limit. I also read another one that it was granted to them by the gods. It was supposed to be something positive. The oh. gods granted them the power to shapeshift into other animals to help them hunt. However, when you are given the ability to turn into a wolf or whatever you want, that can be misused and abused. Yes. And it is. It is. So skinwalkers, which can be male or female in terms of who they were before they turned to skinwalkers, right. they transform and shapeshift, often taking the form of an owl, a crow, a wolf, a fox, a coyote, and sometimes even a dog. Mm -hmm. And not only can they appear as animals, but they can also appear as a friend or a family member of yours <sighs> oh. and attempt to lure you closer. Yep. And they also have the ability to mimic someone's voice and the sound of baby's cries. Yep. So I could be walking outside of my car and all of a sudden I see Sabrina and she's saying, come here. And it's Sabrina's voice and everything. And that's the tactic that they use to get people to come closer to them. And they also have like a weird hypnotic stare that that apparently just by locking eyes with them, they, they can possess or steal your identity. So if you get in a staring contest with a skinwalker, you are screwed. Yeah, I think that's to encourage people to not stick around too long. Right. Because they're very scary. It's believed that the skinwalker can cast spells on others even while they're in animal form. So this is probably a lot of the reason why they try to go towards people and make contact with people um, mm -hmm. to cast these awful spells on them. <laughs> and then also I just want to remind everyone that skinwalkers, although we're talking a lot about the Navajos and reservations and all this Native American tradition, folklore, culture, etc., they can be anywhere they yeah. can walk amongst us during the day looking like ordinary people it's your postal worker it's your grocer it's your next door neighbor it's sort of like a werewolf like it's your husband it's your husband i actually read a story like that where really they thought that yeah that one oh, of the no. family members was replaced with a skinwalker but yeah it could just be anyone it's their normal during the day and then all of a sudden at night there's some someone else and they can also let me rewind <laughs> so in terms of figuring out who's who it's kind of difficult to figure out who i guess is a skinwalker and who's not yeah. but in their actual animal form there is one way that you can tell if it's a skinwalker or a normal creature they always have something off there's always something off about them the hair the eyes the hands the body movement AKA I read a bunch of stories where dogs were like running on their back legs. So yeah. just there's something always that just seems off, whether it's behavior or right. maybe, you know, like if a, someone was trying to appear as you, Sabrina, they'd have blonde hair instead of brunette hair. It's just like little things. Just that are little off. things. Mm -hmm. And I also heard that if they are in animal form, they always seem to have very human like eyes mm -hmm. and not in the like, Oh, I look into my cat's eyes and I see that she has wisdom and a soul. It's in a, oh, this is not actually an animal. This is a real human. It's so funny that you say that. And now I'm thinking of my sweet baby wrinkles, my dog <laughs> who I had growing up because everyone would always say that he had human eyes. But I don't think he was a skinwalker. I think he was just a traveling soul. Yeah, that's. I think that's different. I think there's a distinction between wisdom and understanding in a 
pet's eyes and recognizing that that's because human eyes and and pet eyes look very different right uh but skinwalkers have many powers beyond just shape-shifting and mimicry Mm -hmm. and stealing your soul through the glances (laughs) in their eyes uh they can they're said to be able to read minds which is why you're not supposed to think about them (laughs) and they can also travel up to 200 miles on foot per day and they can run at really high speeds yeah they're like superhuman so it kind of seems like it's bad news if you come in contact with one but also i want to know if they can travel 200 miles per day it's not just people on reservations that come in contact with them and we'll talk a lot more about that too right now i'm worried because if they can travel 200 miles they're coming for us (laughs) they can they're probably outside my door right now. oh my gosh it's your dream it wasn't actually me in your dream it was a skinwalker oh my god (laughs) warning me it was a premonition But there is one way to defeat them, you guys. If you are able to identify them and know who they were or are in human form, you can call them by their real name and then they will get sick and they will die. Or you just appeal to their better nature and say, you're better than this. You don't have to be evil. You can be good. Use your powers for good, man. I mean, maybe in human form. (laughs) If you come in contact with them as a real human, say that. But I wouldn't walk up to a skinwalker and be like, man, I think you can do better. I'm not going to go seek them out. But if I'm face to face with one, I'm going to do my best to give them a really good heartfelt speech. And you know what? If it doesn't work, (laughs) at least I died trying. Oh, my God. I'm picturing it. And I'm just not so sure it works that way. Because the way I'm thinking about it is that it's like not to bring back werewolves again, but these humans can be wonderful people during the day but when the full moon comes out they are a whole nother creature and there's no even the hulk the hulk superhero version you know you can't really reason with them once they're in their beast form yeah they skinwalkers are related to werewolves a lot but the distinction is that werewolves don't really have a choice in terms of transforming but skinwalkers are make the choice they chose this lifestyle and chose to be evil so you're right i probably cannot convince them i thought i was powerful (laughs) i thought my words had power but i guess not against skinwalkers a lot of the there's a lot of similarities between skinwalkers and the legend behind them and all of their abilities and actually the book that i have read the trilogy of it uh miss peregrine's school for peculiar children yeah there's a lot of that that like a lot of crossover and i wonder if the author knows anything about skinwalkers and that's what inspired him interesting maybe perhaps even saw one another similarity that i found not in terms of skinwalkers but just in terms of the stories that we've read because there's so many on the internet you guys you can come through like reddit and all of those sites and get really good ones from people uh but one of the commonalities between skinwalker encounters is that a lot of these stories are from at least written online are from people who are visiting relatives who live on reservations the relative always says something along the lines of don't go outside at night and just ignore the sounds and if anything comes up to the house just ignore it which i'm like oh that's a good way to get all of your guests to not sleep at all when they're staying seriously Well, actually, yeah, standing up behind the door with a knife. Well, skinwalkers apparently come to like climb on roofs and knock on doors and bang on windows and like try to sneak into homes in in order to tormentors. Yeah, it's so scary. And like I said earlier, they also very commonly cause car wrecks, which is 
I think in episode 41, we talked about, I talked about Highway 666, Mm -hmm. which is known for their skinwalkers. I'm just thinking about the car accidents. Do you think it's because they're able to run so quickly that people are being chased and so they're speeding up and become reckless drivers because they're trying to get away from the creature? Or do you think the creature like cuts people off and just walks across the road? I read both stories. I actually have one later that I'll read to you, but um, there's two things to say about that. I think they can run really fast so they can keep up with you. But then two, a lot of the stories I read includes skinwalker type animals that are almost invincible. So if they stood in front of your car and you get in an accident, they almost always seem unharmed. It's just so scary to think about that. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you don't know their human name and you can't call out their name and injure them that way. Can they all wear name tags? Skinwalker name <laughs> tags? So we know. They all have collars, little <laughs> bone. You just have to get really close to figure out what their name is, but they have their collars. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, there was one thing that I read that reminded me of the zombie ep- or voodoo episode we did, which was apparently... Ooh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, apparently skinwalkers have the ability to enchant the powder of corpses and use the substance as a poison dust on victims. Yes, and so skinwalkers are known to hang by grave sites mm-hmm. to create this dust and dig up these dead bodies. And they apparently can dig up bodies very quickly and easily. Very quickly. It's like, ugh. Blink of an eye and they're gone. With the body. All right. What did you? Okay. Well, I know what you did. Yeah. So I chose Skinwalker Ranch, which is a very weird place. And they actually have a website called skinwalkerranch.org. Yeah, skinwalkerranch.org. And it's like such an old website that clearly hasn't been updated in a very long time. But they have all of this information about the entities that have been seen on on skinwalker ranch it's a 480 acre cattle ranch that is also known as sherman ranch near ballard utah where are you oh sorry my laptop got too hot to hold on my lap (laughs) can you turn it towards you at least do you actually look at me while you're yeah i do i need your face to like get through this because it's like okay okay i won't look into your eyes though in case you're a skinwalker Okay. There's just so much information on Skinwalker Ranch that we could probably do three episodes, but we obviously don't do that. So I'm going to give you all like the juicy details. Skinwalker Ranch, and this is a quote, the genuine crossroads of the multiverse, a place where all manner of human and non-human creatures seem to be sharing the same physical space, but within their own parallel worlds. I'm just thinking so many different things. The parallel world brings me back to the glitch and the matrix and Uh, parallel universes and all that. It's actually a really good topic to follow up the Glitch in the Matrix episode because people have had time slips. There have been portals to other universes. There are monsters, UFOs, poltergeists, evil creatures, unexplainable lights, and skinwalkers. It's just like it's a weird place. It reminds me of – you already talked about it, but Highway 666 because Highway 666 literally has everything. Everything. It's interesting. I wonder like why specific places in the world are like that and if it has to do with the energy or – or if it's like curses or just, I don't I don't know. It's so complicated. Yeah. Okay. So back in 1880, the Ute tribes were forced to relocate by the government onto the reservation surrounding the land that is today Skinwalker Ranch. But the Ute people will not dare step 
foot onto the land that is now Skinwalker Ranch. They are also forbidden from doing so because they believe that the Navajos cursed them many generations ago by sending Skinwalkers to the land. So they believe that the Skinwalker Ranch is the path of the Skinwalker. And then in the 1950s, locals started reporting UFO sightings in the area. Like multiple people would see the same UFO on the same night. It was reported in newspapers. It was an area of so many sightings. Uh, But it wasn't until 1994 when the Sherman family, Terry, Gwen, and their children moved into the ranch that stories of the odd activity really came to public attention. Uh, When they first moved into the house or into the ranch, they found doors and windows deadbolted shut from both the inside and the outside. Oh, my God. And they also found large chains that looked like they were for restraining a large animal. Oh, wow. And in the two years that they lived there, they only could live there for two years until they had had enough. But in those two years, they lost over 20% of their cattle, not from normal diseases or natural deaths, but from mutilation. They would find their cattle torn to pieces in horrible, unearthly manners. And they would find, and then throughout the two years, they found crop circles. They would hear voices from nowhere. Inanimate objects would move on their own. And then they had... They had seen countless strange animals lurking outside of the home and then UFOs. So this is making me think that skinwalkers are actually aliens. I mean, I was trying to look up the correlation between skinwalkers and UFOs or aliens, and there wasn't much on the topic. These shape-shifting aliens come and mimic to study, but then they also... And if they're extremely intelligent, maybe they have the ability to create legends and put it into our minds that they're actually a Navajo legend. Or maybe the place that they first visited was in Navajo territory. And so that's why it was. And they gave that power to them. there. Yeah. Ooh. We. (sighs) So the Sherman family reported missing or moved objects. They found a hairbrush in the freezer one night when it had been last on the bathroom counter. They heard voices and languages that they could not understand. And then they saw lots of shadows in the house. So it just seems like there's a whole mix of things going on. Whether skinwalkers are connected to aliens or not, it sounds like there's also ghosts on the ranch. And one evening, they actually saw a large wolf attacking their cattle, but it was not an ordinary wolf. It was a bulletproof wolf. And they said that it looked like a dire wolf. Like the, It was so large. It was like a dire wolf. And it was said to have human-like eyes and a penetrating stare. So the family sees this monster-like wolf eating their cattle, and they decided to shoot the wolf to try to get it to go away. They shot it six times, but the wolf just looked at them completely unharmed. Another time, the family saw the field completely light up as if by football stadium lights, and they did not have stadium lights in their yard. And another time, they claimed to see a UFO the size of two football fields, and they saw aliens that were over seven feet tall. (laughs) And... After two years of all of this crazy activity, they were like, nope, and they moved out. But the land didn't remain vacant for long because a billionaire named Robert Bigelow was – Wait, sorry. Rewind. Was this family the only family living out there? No. I mean, at the ranch, yes. But there was another family that had lived there before, but there wasn't much information in terms of what they – experienced. one family living out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, there are other people in the surrounding area, but it's a lot of open land. Okay. Okay. I yeah. yeah. I was picturing them like being completely isolated, <laughs> like the witch. And all this crap happening, and I'm like, how did they last two years? They last <laughs> two days, maybe. I looked at. I actually looked at Google Maps, and there there are other ranches and farmland around there. 
But the Google Maps is like really weird because there are specific spots on the map map that are clearly blurred out in like weird mm. squares and then there's tons of crop Ooh. circles. It's weird. I've got to look. We have one of our listeners uh, I think he DM'd us on Instagram and said that he, after every episode, he goes on Google Maps and walks all the streets <laughs> of whatever area we're talking about and tries to look in the windows to spot oh, if there are any ghosts. That's cool. I love that. I know. Um, I, you can't do the walk around on. You can't do street view on this one. You only can do satellite 3D. And uh, the, it's a bit and more you, rural. Mm-hmm, and you can't even get that close into it. So you really can't see much. I've got to do it. You know what? I'm going to do it right now as you're talking. I screenshotted. Here, I'll screenshot. I'll send you the screenshot. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Right? And that, there's more of it, too, if you look around that surrounding area of it. but That's so interesting. That's weird. Yeah, I'm going to do satellite view. I'm going to really get in the mind of the people who lived at Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. So... The family moves out in 1996, and then a billionaire, Robert Bigelow, bought the ranch and turned the home into uh, a paranormal research group, the National Institute for the Discovery of Science. And he and his group discovered so many things. And I won't be able to tell you about all of them, but I'm just going to do like the big players. They discovered portals to another dimension, time slips, and there was a sentient mist that was completely black and described as a disembodied skin of black electrified energy that possessed intellect, which mm-hmm. made me think of either a skinwalker or like a shadow person. It made me th- <laughs> made me think of an episode of Rick and Morty where there's like this gas creature and they name him like fart, or <laughs> but he's super intelligent. Then they also found water babies. Have you ever heard of water babies? What's a water baby? I had never heard of them. But there are these objects that have like long, creepy hair and they're like little baby size, but they live in water and they will cry and then they sound like a baby crying, which is something that skinwalkers can do. And they will sound like a baby crying. And if you walk towards them and they will cry for hours. So you think it's a real baby. If you walk towards them or towards the sound, it will drag you into the water and drown you with all of its power. Holy crap. I tried to Google water babies and it was all just babies in water (laughs) so i had to google water baby creature and i can see it's on weird utah yeah it literally looks like a human baby with a little like salamander tail or like a tadpole tail obviously i was not there when bigelow and the national institute of discovery for the discovery of science were investigating the ranch so i'm taking their word for it that they saw all these things i believe it because there's so many crazy things that are going on at this ranch that like why not throw some crazy crazy crying water babies in there Mm -hmm. there's also a spirit of a young girl who has a disembodied voice and is often like talking to herself they also saw the bulletproof wolf and then in 2007 The National Institute for the Discovery of Science was replaced by a secret, unclassified government program called the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program, which investigated UFOs in the area. And in 2017, the New York Times released this whole story about the Department of Defense officially confirming that the government funded the program and that they had found 
exotic alloys and artifacts and unidentified crafts all at Skinwalker Ranch. I almost don't want to invite the government. You know, they kind of ruin the party in terms of blocking everyone out from these areas. And then all of a sudden you can't go and you can't see the aliens for yourself. Well, it's true. They did. They ended up closing the road to Skinwalker Ranch. And now (sighs) if you want to go to it, you can't because it's guarded and there are checkpoints at like all the entrances that would go to the ranch. And on Google Maps, you can't see much. And it's kind of like Area 51 51 now. There's got to be farmers that live in the area, though, because I'm zooming in on the crop circles. And there's like roads that go into the middle of the crop circles and like little farm equipment in the middle. So like someone's farming. It reminded me of, did you ever listen to the podcast Limetown? No. It's really good. There's, it's called Limetown and it's all about like a community that's living in a scientific experiment, essentially. Ooh, is it real? No, it's fake. Oh, okay. But it's really cool. Lime town, like lemons and limes? Yes. Okay. Okay, so little stories. People have recorded sounds of a wild animal that sounds like a human being screaming in agony at the around the ranch. And in 2011, Rihanna Smith, Blake Bagley, and their infant son were driving to a friend's house around 9 p.m. They were driving near Skinwalker Ranch. So like, as we said, no one can go onto the ranch or in in the road that goes through the ranch. But they were driving around the surrounding area, and all of a sudden, a panicked cow burst onto the street and directly in front of their car. They hit the cow head on, and when they looked up through the windshield, they saw this large wolf-like creature with long black hair standing six feet tall. It stared at them and then ran off into the darkness. And then there was another case in October of 2008, around 4 p.m., when Lamar Oaks and his 16-year-old son were in their backyard, which, so like you said, there are other farmers around the area. So the backyard was spitting distance from Skinwalker Ranch area, and they were outside shooting the shit, literally, because they were shooting their guns for target practice. And Lamar saw something out of the corner of his eye, and he looked to the to the side and saw a dark colored animal that looked like a wild dog or coyote lamar and his son took aim and shot at the animal hitting it but the animal didn't move it was unharmed didn't seem like it was affected by the gunshot wound at all and then all of a sudden they felt like they were being hypnotized by staring at this animal and then they broke the glare and tried to shoot at it again but it ran off but not like a normal wolf it ran on two feet Mm -hmm. like a human see Irregular behavior. And then the last story is two women were at a graveyard nearby the ranch when they saw a wolf-like animal standing on two legs staring at them. They freaked out, so they ran into the car and got into the car and started driving away. And they thought they were in the clear until they realized that this animal was running in pace with the car. Like at the, like I just imagine them looking out the window to like make sure they're fine. And then the thing is at the window running at pace with the Mm -hmm. car, which is terrifying so scary and it stayed like that for a good five miles and it wasn't until they were outside the extended perimeter of skinwalker ranch that the creature veered off and that is skinwalker ranch that's so scary i'm honestly on google earth right now i've been (laughs) zooming in trying to find a skinwalker this whole time maybe that's why those blurs are there because that's where the skinwalkers hang out i don't know (laughs) i don't know someone else go look and tell us okay what did you choose All right. So I didn't choose a specific location. I more just chose sort of a theme, a theme that appeals to me. 
because it includes dogs. <laughs> and I included dogs and skinwalkers taking the shape of dogs because many people, like we said before, think of skinwalkers only as being creatures that appear on reservations, but right. they can be anywhere. Oh, no. Are you going to scare all of us? Yep. They can be <laughs> in your apartment complex in Texas. Oh, no. They can go to your grandma's house in Michigan or your lake house in Tennessee, wherever. Yeah, You name it. They're going to be there waiting for you, watching you, calling your name. <laughs> it's like the Friends uh, intro song, but with skinwalkers. <laughs> Oh my god, someone do the three claps. Or four claps. Yeah. So wolves and other forms of animals are typically seen, but those would be very out of place in these more metropolis areas. But a dog would not be out of place. And many skinwalkers take the form of dogs to enter these areas. Ugh, this is why I'm a cat lady. They can also be a cat. What? No. Yes, any form, Sabrina. No, Two they of them wouldn't gang up together and be you and Leia. They wouldn't. No, they wouldn't do that to me. They would. They In would. In fact, cats probably are more an easier choice because they're already kind of dicks. So if they were acting <gasps> weird, no one would think anything Excuse about it. Excuse me. <laughs> Take it back. Never. <laughs> All right, story number one. Okay. This is a story of a girl who went to visit her grandma in Michigan. She was 15 at the time, and all of her cousins were at her grandmother's as well. They all went, going to have a grand old time at grandma's house, and they were in the backyard at night telling spooky stories, as you do when you're a kid. Mm -hmm. And one of the cousins dared her and another cousin to walk along the man-made paths in the forest behind her grandmother's house. And they bravely said yes. She said she wasn't really scared. She was just like, okay, this is just a path alongside my grandmother's house. It's going to be fine. Like, whatever. And she's not alone either. Her other cousin's going with her. Right. But her other cousin's a year younger than her, a little bit more hesitant, doesn't really want to go, but it's like, okay, I guess. Like, I don't want to be the chicken cousin. So <laughs> they went and walked for about five minutes in almost complete darkness when they noticed up ahead in the middle of the path was a large creature a large dog, they thought, maybe? It was hunched over, and its front paws oh, were no. hovering an inch <laughs> above the ground. Which is weird, right? It's yes. like it was bending at the torso and holding all of its weight. Oh, my gosh. It I'm imagining Professor Lupin from Harry Potter. Yes. Very creepy. Very creepy. This is not natural behavior for a wolf, <laughs> a fox, any sort of anything. creature. Yeah, any, anything of anything, you know? <laughs> Unless you're a human doing yoga, and even then it's a little difficult. So they're taking note of this weird posture that this creature has, mm -hmm. but then they notice that the paws that were hovering above the ground were not paws at all. It had human hands and feet, Ooh. and the head looked a bit more human as well with bright white eyes. What? The creature saw them and then just bolted. It ran away. And so she and her cousins start screaming, and the others, including their grandma, run. They find them, and they bring them back inside. She goes to bed. She's like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm out. Count me out. Not playing outside anymore. This is stupid. <laughs> 
When she wakes up in the morning, she looks outside through the window of the spare bedroom that she was staying at, and she can see the backyard where her cousins are playing, and they're all already outside hanging out. And so she gets up, runs downstairs, runs outside to go hang out with them and join Mm -hmm. them. Only they weren't playing. They were running frantically to (gasps) go get their grandmother because grandma's two dogs had been brutally no no in the way that you had described the cows being murdered the dogs were murdered this way it wasn't pretty at all poor babies i know so everyone's now terrified by the events so all the cousins that night they're like we're not going outside in the darkness when that creature's waiting for us we're gonna go to bed early so they all hunker inside at grandma's house and they go to bed but around 2 a.m., she wakes up because she feels something hit her head. And it must have been one of her cousins who had thrown something at her because she looked over and they were all sitting up on the other bed, awake, looking at her. And then silence, one of them motions, kind of does a little nod towards the window. <gasps> and her bed had been pressed up against the window. So they no. were looking at her slash looking at the window right behind her. So she slowly turns and she sees what her cousins had been staring at. It was a messed up face with (gasps) gaping eyes pressed against the window looking down at her. So she screams and the creature takes off. The grandma comes in the room. They tell her what happened and grandma calls the police. The police come and they can't find anything in the area surrounding the house. No prints, nothing. A similar story. This is my next story. That's it? We don't get anything else with that? (laughs) No, Skinwalker came and left. Oh, man. I mean, most of the time, people aren't going to be caught by the Skinwalkers, because I think if they're caught, they're not going to be going on the internet and telling us about it. Because they're They're going to be dead. Mm. Or turned into another Skinwalker. Who knows? I'd rather be another Skinwalker than dead. I don't know. I don't want to inflict pain on anyone. I'll I'll be the nice Skinwalker. If you have that choice. The next story takes place in Arizona. This girl was going with her college friend to her college friend's grandmother's house. And the grandmother actually lives over the river and through through the woods. woods. Exactly. Really? Yes. (laughs) She lived on the reservation. So this was Navajo land. And so this girl was really excited to learn about Navajo tradition from her friend's grandmother. She didn't really know much about it, but she knew her, her friend grew up being a part of that culture so she was excited you know she gets to go to reservation how many people can say that it's an exciting thing right that is cool yeah so on the first day everything was fine but then closer towards the afternoon a dog who they thought was a stray dog appeared and the dog would not leave and she remembers it acting really strange and remembers how ugly the dog was but they're like whatever it's just an annoying stray dog right so that night her and her friend are watching a movie And her friend notices that the dog is outside, standing on top of a wooden box, staring through the window at them. (gasps) Propped up on its back legs. What? Looking in the window at them. Creepy. Yeah. Not only that, but the other dogs in the yard were avoiding this stray dog. So they yelled at the dog and it kind of reluctantly went away and behind the shed and disappeared the next day the two girls go into town to get groceries and when they come back the dog is still nowhere to be seen what a relief the dog is gone they can have a good time right (laughs) right no you can never have a good time i want to have a good time though corinne you can't (laughs) the grandmother went to visit a few friends so 
at the time it was just the two girls that were at home. Um, and then I think it was around 5 p.m. in the afternoon, they heard someone trying to open the door, but it wasn't their grandmother. Oh, no. So they looked out the windows to see if there were any cars in the driveway, and there weren't no cars. And they because also know- skinwalkers don't need cars. Skinwalkers, they can travel 200 miles per hour. I mean, 200 miles <laughs> per hour. Maybe could at you per hour. imagine? <laughs> 200 miles, very fast, very far. So there are no cars out there. And then they also notice that the dogs don't seem to be alarmed. You know, when you have dogs, if someone else is coming, they're right. going to be running up to the person or barking or doing whatever. But they're just kind of like minding their own business, milling about, like as if no one was trying to open their freaking front door and intrude. So they're like, this is weird. And they look out another window to see who's at the front door. And it's the dog. <gasps> the stray dog is standing up on its hind legs with its paws wrapped around the doorknob uh-uh. trying to open it the friend bravely opens the door and chases the freaking skinwalker away and then when they told the grandma what happened when the grandma got back the grandma was like that was not a dog i'm certain that that was not a dog so How then they're all crazy yeah they literally opened the door and like and chased, chased the it yeah thinking it was just this creepy ass stray dog trying to open your front door yeah try to open your front door with pause <laughs> Um, oh. so they're hoping that this is all over after they chased it off that final time and grandma's not home. So they're like, okay, we might be a little safer. So the girls eventually move to the spare bedroom and they go to sleep. But they, they couldn't really fall asleep because they started hearing this weird pitter patter sound coming no. from the roof. And it was accompanied by scratches and panting. And then they heard the thing, whatever was on the roof, jump off onto one of the barrels that was kept alongside the house. And then the noises started to circle the house as if something was like running laps around the house. And they thought at first that they heard barking. (laughs) I'm just, that's like, it's horrifying. It's horrifying. It's literally the strangers, but meets a weird ass creature from the land. I I just want to know what they want. Like they eat tons of animals, but like why are they just like taunting people? And yeah, they're evil. They're gonna go cast spells and but like do they want their people? souls yeah like i it's just they're so mysterious they are mysterious i mean we don't really even have a solid explanation of how they're created right they might be aliens we don't know so the noises are circling doing laps and they think that they hear barking but then as the barking's getting closer to their wall as the creature's lapping they soon realize that it's not a dog barking it's a human voice audibly <gasps> saying, woof, woof, gruff, arf, arf, arf. And she noted the no. emphasis on the W's, R's, and A's, just like a human would do. It wasn't like a like a normal dog. It was like someone going, woof, woof, rough, 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 rough. Like a I human. I can't. A human did it. <laughs> so they're like, oh, my God, this is terrifying. Let's take a peek out the window, as you do. As you do, rather than hide under your blankets like I do. Right. <laughs> well, that's probably what this girl was doing. But her friend opens the curtains very slightly to look out into the yard. And the dog was standing on its hind legs again, looking into the bedroom. And this time they could smell the dog through the window. Ew. And they noticed that on its neck were two additional eyes looking what? at them. The thing had four eyes. 
They said it was almost no. like spider-like eyes. It was like glassy black ooh, eyes. Like ha- hairy a bit. Like, ooh. So another, we're going back again. Dogs are not just dogs of their skinwalkers. There's something that's very different about them. All just creatures. Two casual extra eyes. Extra eyes, human hands, very different. And they're not even in a good place, right? Like if you want to have extra eyes for like survival. Put them on the back of your head. Yeah. You don't want two more looking forward. Yeah. That's Who just needs four looking the same direction? It is. It is a waste. So not only did it have two additional eyes, but the dog paws were not paws, but again, they were sort of deformed hands. And their fingernails were thick and sharp and long. And the girls screamed and the grandmother runs in. And the dog, aka Skinwalker, was brave enough to not run away during the scream and was still standing at the window so the grandma actually caught a glimpse of the creature and was like oh hell no (laughs) she goes she runs grabs her shotgun grabs some ashes from the fireplace she coats the bullets with the ashes before loading her gun prays over herself in navajo and then grandma. grandma opens the door to shoot it yelling that it's not welcome but the thing was gone the next day, a medicine man was called to their house to perform rituals over the house, over the grandmother, and over the girls to protect them from the skinwalker. Oh, my god! And gosh. the medicine man confirmed that it was most definitely a skinwalker. And how did he know for certain? Because we know he was not there. How does he know it was a skinwalker? Well, let me tell you. Because tell one of the things that skinwalkers do to injure their targets is to shoot a sort of like a bone straw into the person, like the skinniest little what wisp of bone into someone. It's like a blow dart, but the dart right. is bone. And the medicine man, upon inspecting the girls and the grandmother, found a piece of what looked like human bone lodged into the grandmother's right shoulder. <gasps> and much to the girl's terror, he pulled it out of the grandmother right in front of them. So they got to see the actual bone that was in there. How did it get on the grandma? I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe while she was walking in from her car after going to her friend's house. Oh. Maybe she thought she got stung by a bee and then her body just adjusted, <laughs> masked the pain or something. Oh, my gosh. I don't know how it is. Or maybe they put some of their corpse dust on it and no one even that's feels what I mean. it. When yeah, that's got, what I was thinking. When it goes in. Maybe that's how they poison people with the bone darts. Blow bone darts? Yeah. <sighs> I'm going to wear padded clothing for the next rest of my life. Bulletproof vest? Yeah. Bone dart proof vest. You could be the first woman to create the bone dart proof vest. <laughs> you know the bulletproof vest was invented by a woman as well. Oh, girl Same power. Same shield wipers. All the important things. Oh, women. We're great. Women. Love them. Love them. Gotta love them. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Skin okay. Walkers. That's it. That's all we have. That's Oh, skinwalkers are so – I'm just – I'm not – okay. I don't want to say this because I feel like I'm going to, like, curse myself, but I'm not scared of them per se. I think if I were to come in contact with them, I would 100% change my opinion. But I don't know. Like, I think to me they're more of, like, a curiosity of, like, what are they and I want to know more. True. I almost regret saying that too because it's so clear from all the parents and grandparents that live in areas or like 
within Navajo culture right. that so strongly believe that they are evil. And I, I believe that they are too. But right. I think the thing that makes us a little bit less scared of skinwalkers is that they don't always attack you. Sometimes they run away. You know, you you have a right. bit of a defense system or like more time to gather yourself. It's like black eyed kids again, which I, right. I'm honestly more scared of black eyed kids. Me too. There's something about something, children. Yeah. Children and then them having the ability to actually communicate with you. Right. And like they're locking eyes with you. But skinwalkers are these like awful deformed creatures. And let me just take a moment too, because I don't want, I don't remember which episode it was. It was a while back though, where we talked about owls and how some cultures believe them to be witches and these innocent right. animals are being like brutally murdered and burned it's and kept horrible. and tortured yeah. because people believe that it they're witches. They're not. They're not. And I don't want people to start thinking that dogs are stray dogs. Or wolves or coyotes or, owl, or Any eagles, crows, are anything. skinwalkers. So I want to remind you that they're deformed in a way that's so obvious and clear. They don't have – it's not just – a lot of homeless dogs are walking around and they have that skin condition. I forget what it's called. Oh, the patches? Yeah. And like really awful skin conditions and stuff. So like in terms of looking slightly deformed, some of them might – but we're talking deformed as in – hands human hands as paws and weird faces and white eyes and extra eyes right so don't yeah. go finding stray dogs thinking that they're skinwalkers they're not they're probably just very hungry and i think sightings with skinwalkers are rare and so Quite most rare most cases it is going to be a real animal so don't harm them don't do anything to right. them if they are minding their own business you mind yours so skinwalkers, it's a rare thing to come across, but not so rare that we don't have listeners who believe that they have seen them. Yeah. Okay. Shall we? Mm -hmm. So I have a quick message from Winter because she emailed us after she listened to episode 41 and she said, just started listening to the podcast. You guys are awesome. I am from New Mexico and lived in at maybe an hour and a half from Shiprock. So I know all about skinwalkers and the highway 666. I thought it was funny that I picked you guys to listen to, and that's where I'm from. My grandmother was driving by or on the highway one night, not real positive, but it was close to Shiprock. I believe it was snowing like crazy. She hit someone, which she believed was an alleged skinwalker, so she got out to find the person she hit, but she could never find them. So she went to the police station, and they reported that she wasn't the only one that may have hit someone. <gasps> what? Numerous people reported that they hit someone too and were too scared to get out of their car. And all of them were in the exact same spot that my grandma hit someone too. Oh my God. Scary, crazy stuff. Oh my God. Isn't that That's nuts? So scary. Like, and we remember that whole highway was like wild. The, the, just the yeah. amount of things that people had seen. So it could have been countless numbers of things. But the fact that there was like an invisible person in the same spot all night. Well, she yeah, it makes me wonder too because she said she hit someone which was an alleged, alleged skinwalker. Right. So was that like a real person that lived in the area that people suspected to be skinwalkers? Or was it a certain type of like, was it a certain look to someone who was known to appear and cause these weird accidents <laughs> so many questions <laughs> so many know. questions i don't know either wow that's really scary all right i have one this is from kevin hello sabrina corinne and leia i have a story for you guys 
It's not really about ghosts, but it is paranormal, I guess. Actually thinking about it, I don't know what it was, but I have a theory. Oh my gosh. So my husband and I have a weird work schedule on Fridays. I'm out of work by noon and my husband isn't off until 11.30 p.m. So I'm home alone for most of the day. On this particular Friday, I ended up just playing video games for a few hours until I got hungry. The sun had set, so it was dark. And in that part of Oklahoma City where I live, there aren't many streetlights on residential areas. I was craving a burrito, so I grabbed my keys and headed towards the door and it just hit me. I was As I was looking at the door, I got an overwhelming feeling that I had to open it. And I got this feeling that I've never had before, nor have I had since. It was a feeling of dread or fear, like something bad was waiting for me. Oh, no. I'm a fan of your podcast, so my mind instantly went to Black Eyed Kids. Yep. And I'm just screaming in my head at this point. (laughs) (laughs) I was still hungry, (laughs) and I wasn't going to let some spooky kid with outdated vernacular scare me. So I swung open the door, and there was nothing. I still had that feeling, but I ended up getting my burrito and came back home. (laughs) When I pulled in the driveway, I got out of my car and that overwhelming feeling came rushing back. There, waiting for me at my door, were two big, hunky, malamute-looking dogs just staring at me. (gasps) What? I went into panic mode and just ran in my car as they came up to my door and tried to get up (gasps) to look at me. Oh, my. I tucked my head down. And waited for a while until I heard them walk away. I ran to my front door as I saw them run off down the street. The next morning, I brought it up with one of my neighbors since she knew everyone. She's been living in the neighborhood for over 14 years. And I wanted to bring it up just in case someone on the block had lost their dogs. But also because I wanted to assure myself that these weren't (laughs) skinwalkers or something that I had imagined. I told her about the dogs and she said no one in the neighborhood owns that breed of dog. And I still get chills every time I think about this. It could just have been a coincidence that these dogs were there that night. No. And they might have gotten lost from a different street. But I can't explain that overwhelming fear I felt. I really think they were skinwalkers. In Navajo folklore, skinwalkers are a bit like medicine men who use black magic to hurt others and use the skins of animals to essentially become a temporary fusion of human and animal. Many Navajo refuse to talk about them too. Yes. Yeah. Since it's believed that if you talk about them, it'll attract them to you. I know you guys haven't talked about Native American folklore yet, but it's a topic you might, you guys might be interested in. Sorry, now I feel like I'm rambling. (laughs) Big fan of your podcast. Keep up the good work. Peace and love from Oklahoma City, Kevin. It's interesting because the dogs were waiting for him at the door. Right. It seems like they stalk and pick their prey. Yeah. And it's not like I can understand if a dog was like, couple dogs were wandering around somewhere and then someone gets out of their car especially with a burrito it smells good and they're curious and they run over (laughs) yeah they run over to the car to see like what's this guy doing is he gonna feed us (laughs) but it's just something about like the feeling he got of dread mixed with the fact that they were just more like intently in front of his door staring at him and that he had that feeling before he even got the burrito so it wasn't just the smell of the burrito attracting these dogs. They were probably on the roof or behind the house when he had originally left. Yeah, something was in the area. Yeah, and I love that the lady was like, no, no one owns that type of breed of dog because there is no breed of dog that looks like that. And those were big dogs. Like you described it, that breed. Those are a couple big, hunky... Skinwalkers. (laughs) I said hunky, I meant chunky. (laughs) 
Well, maybe they were hunky too. Maybe they were good looking dogs. <laughs> What's wrong with my brain? I literally can't think. I can't say words. The internet is killing my brain. Maybe that is the reason. It's you communicate so much online over your phone that you, you no longer have to use your actual voice. So you don't have to think about things and actually say them out loud. So much editing. Okay. One last story. This is from Brea and she says, may have seen a demon. Hey, ghostesses. First off, we absolutely love you gals. We recently found your podcast and listen to it all the time in order to catch up. Seriously, we listen to it as my fiance and I enjoy our coffee and breakfast on the patio as we get ready for work before we go to bed and especially on our latest road trip. Y'all gave us company the whole 12 hours. Thanks. So before I begin, I should tell you that this part of my life I don't like to relive. It's a dark time and hurts my whole family. It has since all turned around and my family is at peace again, but it's still a topic we pretend never happened. So because of that, my occurrence has both intrigued and uneased me at the same time. However, I'm hoping you can both tell me it's nothing. But here (laughs) goes. We'll try. It was my freshman year of high school and we were having a Halloween dance where costumes would be judged. I've always loved Alice in Wonderland, and I knew I just had to be the Mad Hatter. So my mom and I found the perfect costume. We were heading home, and I was just sending my dad a text about all the excitement. My parents are divorced, so I was trying to keep him up to date on what we had found. As soon as I sent the message, my mom received a phone call, and my stomach turned into knots. It was the kind of feeling you get when you know something is really, really wrong. She is speaking in really short sentences and was trying to hide it from me. What happened? Who was there? Followed by, oh God, where are they taking him now? I knew it was about my dad. I just knew. She thanked who called her and she was silent, but my mom's hands were shaking. When I asked what happened to my dad, she tried to tell me to to wait until we got home. I asked again, what did dad do? Not only did I know something had happened to my dad, but I knew that my dad had tried to take his life. So slowly, she explained what had happened, who had found him, where he was going, and that things did not look good. My mom had a pullover on Phelps Road because I was having a panic attack and dry heaving. This road is important later. My dad was in a coma for five days. On the fourth day, the EEG showed minor brain activity and my grandparents began to talk about removing the life support. My dad was on complete life support at the time and was having seizures from what he had taken. However, by an absolute miracle, while my grandparents spoke to doctors about the paperwork to end my dad's suffering, a nurse interrupted because my dad was moving his hands and had opened his eyes on command. He had a long recovery and stayed in the hospital for almost a month. A couple weeks into staying at the hospital, dad was talking about a doctor that kept coming into his room, just staring at him. He said the doctor was wearing a surgeon's mask and cap each time he came. And during his visits, he never spoke. The next time we came to visit, my dad was obviously shaken up. He said the doctor wasn't a doctor and he had seen two demons that night. Ooh. The first time was the same visitor as before, except this time he removed the mask. Dad said the mask covered a mouth that was sewn together, a nose he could only describe as, as snake nostrils and black eyes. The, oh cap, the cap on his head, my dad said, was extra skin folded over the top and sewn into the demon's skull. That is repulsive. Dad said the demon entered the room and stared at him again, saying nothing. My dad began praying out loud, begging God to forgive him and remove the demon from his room. During my dad's prayer, the demon walked closer and stood at the foot of the hospital bed, peering down at him. My dad said, as he said, amen, the demon turned and walked from the room. Shortly after he was able to fall asleep, he was woken up by a feeling of being watched. He looked to the door and it was empty. He looked to the foot of the bed to expect the same demon standing there, but saw nothing. He looked to the right-hand side of the room and up in the corner, he describes a demon with the same black eyes holding itself up towards the ceiling, staring at him with a grin. My dad began to yell for help, but the creature disappeared before anyone else could see it. 
He drew pictures of what he had seen to show us the next day, and let me say they were haunting. My dad turned to religion after his near suicide and has not seen the demon since. At least that's what he tells us. Also, I felt the need to tell you my dad had absolutely no deficits from this incident and is completely healthy. They weren't giving my dad any medications to give him hallucinations at this time either. However, I believe I saw the second demon. I was driving to my mom's house, having left my dad's town. I was taking the same route as when I had found out about my dad's incident, except this was three years later. I was coming up on Phelps Road when a creature on its hands and feet stalked across the road and into the tall grass on the left side. The way I describe it, a tall creature with humanly arms and legs, but gray in color and incredibly lanky. To be honest, it looked like Professor Lupin after he turns into a werewolf. I immediately called my fiance, who was just my boyfriend at the time, and told him about what I had seen. I drove incredibly fast the rest of the way home and refused to hang up with Noah until I got there. I have thankfully not seen the creature again, and it has been several years since. I have never told my dad of what I saw because I don't want to scare him, nor make him relive that time of his life. Like I said before, our family pretends like it never happened. Well, that's it. Thanks for reading. I hope to hear back from you gals. Keep on spooking, and I'll see you on the other side. P.S. I won best costume at the dance. (laughs) Brea, there's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to unpack. Number one, I love that she won best costume for being Mad Hatter. Yes. That's hilarious. That's amazing. Such a good costume. Mm -hmm. A difficult one to pull off. Yeah. I almost feel like there's two parts because knowing what we know about different paranormal beings and creatures, it sounds to me like the area that she lives in might just be one of those hubs because I I think her dad was right that he did see a demonic entity. He saw demons. But I wouldn't call it a demon, that creature that she saw going across. The The one she saw? Skinwalker. I know. The one that she saw sounded like a skinwalker. Right. Which might just be one of those places again, you know, where a lot happened. Right. But it also makes me wonder if like skinwalkers or if people are more inclined to see skinwalkers after like something horrible like this happens to you, you know, like same the same idea that dark entities feed off of dark energy. Uh, I get that. But this was three years later. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It was three years later and it's not like the thing was stalking her. It just. But it is weird that it's the same road that like same spot of the road that she was driving on when she found out i mean maybe it's a coincidence but yeah i don't know uh i don't know it's so weird and then it makes me think we've talked about this before too just what if all these paranormal beings and creatures almost have an allegiance together and they all know when right. something's happening but they get to all take turns like oh well, i'll be the one to appear today ah oh, man they all know everything about everyone because they have a podcast about us. I'd like to listen to that. <laughs> Me too. That'd be Subscribe, fun. Subscribe. Review. <laughs> Five stars. So spooky. It is. I'm terrified for the demons. That Do you think that those demons are attached to the hospital? Or do you think they appeared to her dad because he clearly was in a dark spot at that moment? <sighs> or both. Right. I mean, it is almost... <sighs> Or if it's just like a – because the way that she described or the way that her dad described the demon with the surgical mask and how like it looked like skin was sewn over the the scalp and that the mouth was sewn shut and the nose looked like a snake, like it just – it makes me wonder if like a demon was trying to look like it belonged in the hospital or if it was a dark spirit, like a angel of death type of spirit. Mm Mm-hmm. An evil doctor who still lurked. Right. And who just like fed off of the energy that he, you know, he was going through a really dark time. So I don't know. Wow. Oh, thank goodness that 
his prayers and everything worked though. I know. And he's completely healthy, which is amazing. Yeah. A full recovery. My God. Thank the Lord. I want to know if anyone else in the area that she lives in or on Phelps Road has seen. I wonder. But it's one of those things. It's like, until you start talking about it, everyone has stories, but until you start talking about it or you bring it up, no one will talk about it. You know? You can't just expect to go to a neighborhood barbecue and someone be like, oh, a skinwalker walked through my backyard the other day. Right. And I feel like if you saw one and then you looked it up and it says, like, don't talk about it, you'd be scared to talk about it because you're like, oh, I've already seen one. And if I talk about it, there's a chance that I'll see more and I don't want to. And the other thing, too, is I feel like ghosts are becoming a bit more normalized in terms of telling ghost stories. Ghosts. (laughs) Conversations (laughs) are more successful nowadays. Right. But in terms of talking about these like cryptids and all these creatures and stuff, people are still extremely uncomfortable talking about it in fear of ridicule and criticism. You know, it's one thing Mm -hmm. to be like, oh, I saw a ghost. If you don't believe one, then that's your thing. But I saw one. Right. And but it's another thing to say, I I was walking on a path and I saw a lake monster. People are going to be like, "Mm." you are crazy. There are a lot of people that are not okay. With discussing those right. really scary things. And whether you believe in it or not, it's still an interesting topic to discuss. And We believe in all of it. I do. Right. Same. Everything and anything. I, truthfully, until you can disprove something, I believe in it. Everyone is guilty until proven innocent. <laughs> and every creature exists until proven not to exist. <laughs> yes. We uh, do everything opposite. <laughs> wow. wow. This was a scary one. I was really, I was really dreading doing it just because we're not supposed to say, I know, the name or think about it. And then all yesterday researching, I went to bed last night and literally had my pepper spray and stuff under my pillow. Oh my gosh. So I was like, what if it comes? Kesey wasn't here last night. I'm so desensitized now. Oh, I've like, it's so bad. Really? I know. And I think just because things have been like, like not happening to me lately i'm just like i'm asking for it which is bad oh my gosh or maybe it won't happen to you because you're so closed off now yeah i that i hope that'd be great to your nerves <laughs> they're not I- attracted to me <laughs> <laughs> diana cool enough or pretty enough for you skinwalkers I, mean, I agree that i'm a bit more desensitized when it comes to ghost stories i don't they don't keep me up quite as late at night anymore mm-hmm but when we talk about new creatures or like, I don't know, a new type of spirit that we haven't discussed before, that's what scares me. I think I'm the opposite. I think I'm more desensitized towards creatures than I am to dark spirits and demons and those kind of things. I even I opened one of the doors in my apartment last night to block the window behind it so that nothing could oh my press gosh. It ugly face face into the window into the window for me to see last night yeah all right oh, we, just this is the last time i'll ever talk about them we'll never say their names again. yeah ever again all right today was the day july 18th my brother's birthday <laughs> uh okay well guys if you have any stories about skinwalkers or any ghost stories or any cryptids anything weird and mysterious in the world email them to us at two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com and yes, we want your story. You don't have to email asking if we want your story. We do. We want it. We, we always want, want the story. Yes. Always. Always and forever. Uh, and we also have – did you already talk about social media? I wasn't really listening. No. Mm-mm. 
Okay. <laughs> we have Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We have a Facebook page you can like, a Facebook group that you can join that is moderated by Crystal. Thank you again, Crystal. She's the best. Uh, and then we have iTunes. You can rate and review us yeah. on iTunes. Mm-hmm. And then if you guys want to pick a topic like Tater did this week with Skinwalkers, uh, there are a few tiers on our Patreon that actually give that as a bonus. And otherwise, there we have a whole bunch of other tiers. You can be a phantom, et cetera. And uh, you can also edit or change or delete your pa- Patreon donation at any time. So it's not a long-term commitment. You can commit mm-hmm. to us as long as you'd like. Some people aren't here for relationships, you know? <laughs> some of us have commitment issues. <laughs> and some of us realized that it was a good idea at the time, but now we just need to take a little more time for ourselves. Right. And then we have merch. And we're really excited about the new merch we'll be having coming out very soon very soon like i'm like so excited about showing people hopefully the next time we record an episode it will be out. it'll be saying that it's gonna be the new fingers crossed released fingers crossed that would be awesome and we will see, see you, you on the on other, other side, side. Very spooky.